boom, boom, boom. Hi, I'm a predatory raccoon. Would you like to take out a massive loan? Hi, everybody. Uh, uh, this is, I think, you've been into the podcast about your faves. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon Beck. You're recording from someplace different in the house today, and so I can actually both hear you and then also you again in my headphones a half a second later. It's wild. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome for you. It is. It's really fun for me. And I'm your other host, Beth Scorzato. Sounds great for you, babe. Today, we are joined by our friend, Andrew Pockenhainer. Welcome, Andrew. Uh, he- hello. Hi. Really? Hi. Sorry. No, that's okay. The Hi. Bits are, How's it going, the bits guys? are of, um, of uh, questionable quality at no, this point. No, that's okay. All right, guys. Welcome to uh, welcome to another episode of You're Going to Be Into It. And uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> some really cool stuff that things are going to get into. Uh, today, we've got some really cool guests. We've got Beth and Brandon here. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to I Think You'd Like a Thing. My name is Bramble. Uh, our guest today is Amber Flopflop. That's great. Not uh, hey friend, guys, buddy. What? Welcome to uh, our podcast. Uh, how did this get into it? Uh, where we kind of discuss, uh, you know, how how you got into bad things. Like, what's the worst thing you got into, and how did you get into it? Uh, Brandon, you you today are going to talk about fish. Hi, I'm Sarah Koenig, <laughs> and this is how did you get into what the fuck with Mark Marinkin life? Well done. And scene. Edit. Yep. Self-edit. Self-edit. And scene. <laughs> and scene. Andrew, how you doing? Uh, I'm I'm well. How are, you, how are you guys? Oh, you know, quarantining along. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, strange times, but we're all in it together, separately, far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all in it away. to win it. Oh. Classic um, high school musical. To reference, <laughs> Andrew, you're uh, you're a friend of ours from uh, back in the day College. at school. Uh, our listeners might remember you from being on the same improv team as me uh, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely only, and, uh, me, only I will remember that as the one who as the one <laughs> member of your audience. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely remember that. It'll be good. As as the audience of one who watched the pit. <laughs> It was a a great team that was not destroyed partially by my insistence on doing long form improv. No, not, not at all. Though. No, no, not at all. And if anyone ever asks me that, I tell them that was not the truth. Oh, exactly. because you Thank had you. an improv team of like eleven people, and only three of them did comedy. <laughs> that is also true. Right. I'll let the people that were that were there guess who the three were. No names were named, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take a guess here. No, I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> but you're you're now uh, coming to us with a hot new podcast jam. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I'm new to this world, so um, I never really listened to podcasts that much uh, growing up. Uh, so I mean, but I, I had a radio. Radio's fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get into to podcasts now. And um, so hopefully by the time this one airs, I'll at least have my uh, intro episode out. Um, it's uh, about Planet of the Apes. Um, so it'll be Podcast of the Planet of the Apes because I figured that's the longest name I could come up with. <laughs> um, 
and it needs to fit that uh, format. So, uh-huh. you know, we'll, we'll be yeah. divulging into um, all five of the original films, all three of the newer films, the live action television series from the 70s, as well as... I didn't know the, that existed. Uh-huh. Uh, as well as the animated series from the 70s, as well as the original book, uh, um, comics, and kind of how it spiraled out into pop culture and stuff like that. Um so yeah, I, I gonna hit that uh you gonna hit that Tim Burton jam? I am, and I'm not looking forward to it. I haven't watched that <laughs> since it came out. Um it's the only one of the films that I don't own. Um, so uh if <laughs> that says sterling anything, endorsement. Yeah, if that says anything. Um so yeah, we're gonna hit up the Tim Burton jam. Uh and then throughout it I'm gonna like sprinkle in like little extra episodes and stuff about like you know, Rod Serling helped uh, write the original film, so we'll do an episode about Rod Serling and, like, best Twilight Zone episodes. And then we'll do an episode about, like, Charlton Heston and, like, Soylent Green. And we'll do an episode about, like, uh, Roddy McDowell, Fright Night, him and Batman. So stuff like that. It'll it'll definitely oh, yeah. spiral out of Planet of the Apes, but nice. uh, nice. kind of stay within that world, which, spoiler alert, might be closer than you think. <gasps> Can you do a uh, can you do a follow up show called After the Podcast of the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> yes. Cool. So yeah, so uh, trust me, I've got tons of themes picked out for way too long yeah. on this. Well, we um, can't wait. So yeah, I love Planet of the Apes. Yeah, so you guys should come on. Uh, I'm trying to make it as friendly as possible for people that have never watched planet of the apes or don't really know anything about planet of the apes so um it's essentially a long form version of your show but just on one large subject of monkeys that can talk nice the thing you'll be into is large monkeys right oh my god is alpha planet of the apes i don't remember uh, Alf is yes from melmac melmac is off to the, the the left side of planet of the apes yeah no, you're. It's what it's what it's what Melbourne turned turned into. Yes, that is that is it. You you nailed it on the head. Uh, so yeah, so it, it should be fun. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of in. Uh, you guys actually inviting me on here kind of uh, made me realize. Uh, you know, I should I should you know give this a shot. I've been brainstorming this thing for years. So uh, yeah, come well, come together. We look forward to hearing. Nice. Thanks. Uh, if if your listener. Uh, wants to follow me on. on uh, we'll Twitter. get there at the end. Don't worry. Oh, okay. All right. We'll okay. have plenty I wasn't of time sure for plugs at the end. Uh, we'll get plenty oh. of time. We'll have plenty okay. of time for plugs at the end. Up top, though, we all have to talk about one thing we're into this week. Oh. This is the end of me and Brandon's marathon recording a bunch of them. Um, oh, nice. Where we had to have a bunch in a row, even though it's only been one week and I'm never prepared. <laughs> But I remembered one yesterday, and then Brandon told a really long, boring story that I don't even remember what it was about. And in the course of it, I forgot what mine was, but I've remembered it in the 24 hours since. So I'm going to go first. How about that, Brandon? Hell yeah, that'll give me time to remember what <laughs> How mine about is. That? I remembered what it was because I made you do it at 3 a.m. It's incredibly stupid, but if you Google the word horse, you can place on your phone. If you Google the word horse on your phone, Google allows you to place an augmented reality 3D horse into your room with you. And the size proportions are never correct. And it is hilarious. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Yeah, she showed it to me last night when I was like half asleep. It was like half asleep. Well, I mentioned it, and then you were like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, I can't explain it to you. I need to show you. So I made him do it. I turned the lights back on and made him do it at like two in the morning. Yeah, just Google horse, but you got to do it on your phone. I don't think it'll work on your computer. No, I'm doing it Um, right now. It's like Pokemon Go, but with a horse. Pokemon Go to the Folds. But like, the thing is, like, the idea of it is to place it like 3D in your space to give you the idea of what size a horse is, but it's almost always wrong. Um, I don't know. Pokemon Go to the Folds. No, we heard. Um, uh, it's incredibly (laughs) dumb, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a small, silly thing that makes me very happy. That's wonderful. And I, I haven't tried it with other animals yet, but I really hope it's... Oh, oh actually, so I saw good. a friend of mine did it with penguins, so I think you can do it with other animals, too. Oh, that's I don't great. know. Try Googling your favorite animal and see if, if, if Google will let you place a 3D version in your Every room. time I Google my favorite animal, I just get pictures of little brown fruits. Kiwi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's kiwi. not a lot of kiwi photos on the internet. Have you guys noticed that? The lack of kiwi photos on the internet sucks i mean i haven't really tried checking it out but i take your word for it (laughs) every time i search my favorite animal i just get some like bald guy (sighs) hold on you're gonna make me work on this and i don't want to do that is it some bald guy i'm not gonna do work for your joke (laughs) is it a is it a jack bald guy it's frank oz that's your favorite animal my favorite animal I get a picture of Frank Oz. Oh, Animal the Muppet. Got it. Oh. The problem with your jokes is they require me to do research, and I'm not going to do that. Mm. Well, that's your loss. (laughs) Whatever. Hugo, it's your turn. Did you think of something new? I did. The thing I'm into this week is temperatures below 70 degrees. Oh, go fuck yourself. You know, there are lots of temperatures throughout the year. Some of them are significantly higher than others. Some of them are 90 in April. Uh, But a lot of them are under 70 degrees. Those are the best kind of days, and I wish we had more of them, and I'm not sweating my tits off right now. It's hot here. It's probably not hot in New York where Andrew is. No, not at all. We We had snow the other day. Yeah, It's like 90 today, and it is bad. That sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, moving to Southern California when I don't like sun or avocado <laughs> is a genuinely stupid idea. I love avocado. I can't eat it anymore. It does not sit well with me. Um, I used to be able to eat sun all the time, but I, same thing for me. Right. That okay. makes sense. So now that we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> no, Andrew didn't go. You just really oh, right, wanted didn't. to sing the yeah. song again. Gosh, darn it. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, what okay, have, yeah, what have I been into lately? Uh, uh, other than our main subject, um, uh, I've been rewatching all of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So that's where I'm at. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're like, you know, that's good to see you know, where I am in the 14 in general. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on season seven or eight now. I, I don't even remember where the hell I ended last night. So uh, I actually never watched any of that. It's one of those things that people are constantly like, "You would be really into it," but I don't know. I just it's really good. Um, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. I know 
uh, I Brandon, am. Brandon uh, doesn't care Brandon for it, but I does do. not care for it. So I've rewatched Seinfeld now, like maybe four or five times. Uh, it's in the last like couple years. Um, and so I haven't really done a rewatch of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I just got up to, I think it's season seven. They do like a fake reunion show of Seinfeld and the entire season's leading up to them filming the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there is some really not funny, very cringy kind of stuff going on with uh, Michael Richards because, like, they were making fun of the whole situation of him doing a stand-up and saying a really bad word. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to, like, make light of it. And it just was not good. Like, it was, like, one scene, but it was one scene that really stuck out way too long. Weird. And I was just like, I, yeah, I'm watching it now, like in 2020, it it feels super weird. Um, and there's also like one of the main characters uh, uh, is a producer and it's very got a uh, Me Too movement vibe to it before the whole Me Too movement vibe. Uh, and sure. it's played for laughs and uh, watching it now feels so gross and like oh, dirty. so like watching Yikes. any Louis C.K. stuff right exactly <laughs> um but you know it's a character at least it's not like yeah not it's it's um Jeff uh Garland Jeff Garland mm-hmm. uh oh I love Jeff so Garland he's like one of and the he's great guys. and he's so funny but that character is clearly a mock of like Weinstein and sure. it is just so unnerving watching it, I think, in a modern viewing. Because, like, this show's been on for, like, 20 years now, when you really think about it. Because, like, they take yeah. so long between breaks. Yeah, um, right. So, watching it now and, like, seeing those episodes, you're just kind of like, that's that's not good. And they all acknowledge it, but no one says anything. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, uh, other than that, though, it's great. Very funny. I, I sold you on it. <laughs> I watched the third season, I believe. It's the one where he's in New York and they're doing the producers. Yes. Yep. Which is of I I which I only watched because I love the producers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that felt like a really good like. Okay, here's ten episodes of this show. It's a complete story. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and that's kind of all I've ever watched of curb and I, I think i'm okay with it i think you can do that with any season of that show which is why i, I like it so much is every season kind of has that vibe to it whereas like second season is all right we're making a restaurant he invested in a restaurant end of the season the restaurant's made third season uh that fourth season like they, they all have like their one big story that they kind of wrap up by 10 episodes so uh, i will give it that did you did you ever hear about how they had to use some Curb Your Enthusiasm footage in, like, a murder trial. No. There was, I forget what episode it was, but I think there's one where they're at, like, a baseball game Mm -hmm. or something, and there's just some random person in the crowd behind Larry um, had apparently been uh, arrested and, like, was, like, I think on trial for a murder that he didn't commit, and the evidence that they used was that he was there. He was there filming this episode the day that that happened. Oh my god! Crazy. Been him. Yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> wow. It's it, if you go on the curb Wikipedia page, there's a whole uh, little chunk about it. Right. That's but, uh, that's your website. 
Yes, yes, Curbopedia. That's what I thought. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. pretty, pretty, pretty pedia. That's All actually right, really well done. <laughs> What's that? It's a new day on this podcast island. Do we have any news? Yes, it's time to start the show proper. Have a nice day on this island. Okay. That was is better. It wrong, is it wrong that it makes me want to go play the game right now? <laughs> I mean, this is just <laughs> ASMR as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> So we are here to talk about Animal Crossing and then tangentially kind of like other farming farming sims. I don't think any game on Earth could have had a better coincidental timing for its release than Animal Crossing's New Horizons. Oh, (laughs) this this is the perfect time for this game. So walk, walk us through a little bit for those who... Maybe have seen the hype on Animal Crossing, but don't know what it is. Walk us through a little bit. What what what's the deal with Animal Crossing, you guys? Yeah. Um, and then why it appeals to you. So uh, you say like farming sim, and, and I would use that as like a blanket term for most simulation games. Um, yeah. I would not use that fully for Animal Crossing. Oh, um, for sure. Because Animal Crossing is more like a friend simulator, I think is what my friend my one actual human friend, not a friend in the game. Uh, Somebody uh, else. Yeah, uh, yeah, said to me, they're like, it's more of a friend simulator because it's a hard game to describe to someone that's never played it. Um, Because the description becomes, you run around doing chores. Right, exactly. You run around doing chores and paying off debt. Um, My nephew, who is six, uh, and like obsessed with like Pokemon and stuff, and he's just like, I keep seeing you playing this game online, Uncle Andrew. And he's like, well, what is this? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's a game I've been playing for like 20 years. Uh, and this is the newest one. And he's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, you build a house. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, and you make friends with animals. He's like, do you catch them? And I was like, no. He's like, do you fight with them? And I was like, no. And he just could not understand the concept of the game. Do you date them? No. <sighs> Hmm. <laughs> Only on Twitter. So uh, I find that really funny, though, that like I think is it's a game for people that are at least like a teenager and up. Um, and it's definitely hit its stride with our age group um, because so many people grew up with it or they know it in passing. So essentially Animal Crossing is you play as a human who uh, in this version of the game, you buy uh, a ticket to a deserted island. Um, for, Start a new life. Yeah. Uh, it's essentially Firefest is what I've come down to the realization <laughs> of. Because you realize that this entire thing is all just to get a concert going at this island. And mm-hmm. essentially, nothing is there. So, like, you're set up with, like, a tent, and that's it, and, like, two other people, and the island is just riddled with weeds and trees, and nothing is set up for you. Um, So, uh, Tom Nook, who you may see is, like, this little brown um, raccoon, he's actually not a raccoon, Uh, he's a tanuki, Tanuki. um, which is Japanese folklore. Which is Japanese raccoon. Yep. Uh, uh, right, he, he, they are, they are real. Tanukis are real, but um, 
the Tanuki folklore plays really heavily into the Animal mm-hmm. Crossing games um, because of how he acts. So Tom Nook offers you this entire you know investment. So you go, you pay for the tent to live there, and then essentially uh, you build up the island to the point where you have houses and other villagers can come and move in, and all the villagers are just cute animals. And, yeah, and you, you get a museum, and people right. will uh, like come and open up stores on your island yep. once you have like a good enough population. You spend enough money. You basically, it's basically a like it's kind of like cute The Sims in a way. Um, yes. <laughs> you you are building a society. Yep. Uh, it's a and, civilization builder, but with you know cuter graphics. And it has so much charm to it that it is just like oozing charm. Like the writing in the game is so funny and all the characters have personality. There's like 300 different villagers you can get in your town. Um, and they all like, fit I didn't within, know there were that many. Yeah. And they all fit within one of eight different types of personalities. So like um, there's jocks, there's cute ones, there's normal ones, which I don't get how that's a personality type. But, um, I don't know how it's a Pokemon so like the, type either. But yeah, that's are. true. That's true. Um, so essentially, you get like different personality types, and they all have like lines of dialogue, and they they react to you and the environment differently based mm-hmm. on their type. Um, so it's a game that I think it's been out for about a month now, um, and I've put well over two hundred and fifty hours into it. Uh, Shit, son, which is insane. Um, I don't. I think usually... I got to like day four, and then I was like, "I've gotten what I needed out of it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fully just become an outfits game for me at this point. Oh yeah, but that's oh, the my... thing; it can become that. Like, part of it does become as much as like you were telling your nephew, like, "Oh, you don't catch them or anything." Like, it does at a point become kind of a collecting game because oh, there's it, so many it, things you can yeah. make and yeah, it... and ways you can interact with your environment. I would say that if I had to describe Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing is basically like if vaporwave was made into a game um <laughs> isn't that just sayonara wild hearts oh <laughs> maybe uh, but it is it's it's a really chill thing and i think one of the criticisms of it is like oh it's just there's there's no point you're just running around collecting right. things but i don't know that's kind of the point of every game brandon's been right. playing final fantasy and he's running around collecting things Same. he just punches and, people in between right I think the difference is, is that um, Animal Crossing is so upfront about not having an ending and not really having a goal. Like, you can make your own goal. That's kind of the beauty of, of the game and the series itself. Your goal can be, oh, I want to have the best-looking island ever. Or, oh, I want, um, you know, to pay off my house's debt. Or I want KK Slider, who's this awesome rockin' dog, to come and perform at my town. You mm-hmm. get to make that decision. So I think a lot of people play it differently. Um, they play to either collect, they play to play, they play to escape reality. And right now it's kind of perfect for that. Um, yeah. And the fact and yeah. Yeah, definitely. that I think what sets this game apart from other simulation games... Um, other than like phone games or like mechanic games is that um, it takes place in real time. So when, you know, when the store says, Hey, we're going to close tomorrow to upgrade their clothes the next day, the entire day. So Mm -hmm. 
it's a completely different it, it's patience um and i know some people you know by taking your switch your nintendo switch and you can fast forward like time through uh your internal clock in your system oh, i did that once like some i said i only played four that. days and i still right. had to do that once some people do that i refuse to do that because the whole mm-hmm. point of the game is to kind of take it one day at a time yeah and so I don't again think I that's how other later people... in the game right but again but in the early in play. the early yeah. days of the game like when there wasn't much to do i was like i just want to get to the point where i can just do stuff and the beginning of the game does have quite a bit of tasks you have to kind of like slowly accomplish in order for you to then unlock doing whatever you want mm-hmm. um and that's where i ran out of patience <laughs> But then you definitely hit like hard, I'm out of things to do moments in the first couple days. See, I didn't really hit that. I hit that after the Easter update. So the other, the other, right. So the other thing is that um, in past Animal Crossing games, they've always done uh, events uh, like for holidays. This is the first time that they're ever doing holidays as events that take place over a multitude of weeks. Um, so usually it used to just be a one day event and that was it because it was baked into the, the code of the game. But now that we're living in, uh, modern times and they can update things with patches, they are spreading out these events and they're making them bigger so that you can just update it every couple months. Um, which I think is really smart. Um, Nintendo is, I'm a hardcore Nintendo fanboy. And I will go into, uh, you know, just how perfect they are at making DLC for games and stuff like that. Um, But what they typically do is they don't work on extra content for video games until the main game is finished. So they never uh, have anything in mind that they're just going to, like, hold off and then be like, no, we're going to charge you $15 more just to, you know, play something that we pretty much planned to put in the game but decided not to, like most companies do. Um, so with animal crossing, my theory is this, is that all of these updates were done before the game was released, that they're ready to load them out. And the reason why they're holding back on them is because they know people time skip in animal crossing. Mm -hmm. So to prevent that, they are slowly releasing these patches of things that they did build out before the game was released. So okay. it totally makes sense why these are coming out so fast and so hard is because it's already done and they're okay. just trying to do it to beat the cheaters. And I use quotations on cheaters because, again, if that's how you play the game, that's how you play the game. I'm not going to, you know, downgrade you on it. Um, some people love to skip ahead in time. I used to do it in the GameCube one all the time. And uh you definitely got uh, yelled at for doing that. Um, Nintendo. Oh, I didn't know there was ever a punishment. I had to look up how to do it, but that's just because I'm super impatient. Right. No, I totally get that. In the new one, there isn't a punishment, but I okay. think that's why. It'll fuck up your turnips. Yes, that's true. Um, I hadn't even gotten to turnips. I've never bought turnips. <laughs> um, I, like, this I... is how fast I was done. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because I know you showed, you showed up thing. to my I'm... town and you were just like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to go. I don't know what to do with this. I also didn't know, like, how to communicate. Or You were the first town I ever went to. Oh, nice. And so I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. And I think it is, it's the personality thing. Like, that as you can tell just from talking about it or i'm like yeah i didn't make it that far i didn't make it that far it's definitely a personality thing 
um, that it has to be the kind of games you're into and whether or not that does anything for you. Okay. I know like Brandon finds it very soothing. I am like, I, I'm done. I can't like, this is not interesting to me anymore. I usually bounce off games like this, like pretty hard. Like I never got into Minecraft. I never, I've never really been into many like creation games mm-hmm. or like, building games with the exception of this and stardew valley which i put mm-hmm. 75 hours into twice wow see i've played stardew valley twice too but the thing is that conversely stardew valley like as much as they're both technically like simulators they're very different games in yes. the way you play them stardew valley has One, stardew valley yeah stardew valley has consequences it has um like daily energy uh you know mechanics and time is it's not it's not real time and like while there it's one of those things that because there are certain relationship choices you can make it's considered kind of like a relationship simulator but like you don't have to the second time i played the game i didn't romance i didn't romance fucking anyone i didn't get married i didn't give a shit i just built my farm and got that sweet, sweet ghost granddad approval, and I was done. <laughs> like, right, and that's that's totally uh, what makes Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon or or Story of Seasons so different is that um, I think there's a little bit more story to those, mm-hmm. um, whereas Animal Crossing doesn't really have an overarching story. At least, like with Stardew and the original and the earlier Harvest Moons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was essentially up. Oh, it's your granddad's farm. You got to repair it within three years time within game three years time and mm-hmm. kind of go from there. And then he'll be judgy about right, it. Right, exactly. Yeah, and there's, there's like a way there is an ending. There is an end game. Yeah. There's a way to beat the game. There are yep. rules or instructions. And like, but, I enjoy yeah. that in a game because that makes it more of a puzzle game to me. And that's the kind of games I enjoy. Oh, totally. Animal Crossing. What, while I, I did enjoy it and I might go back to it. Who knows? We have the time. Um, I'm also the kind of person who like, I only played four days. I have upgraded my house to having two rooms and that shit is paid off. Right. Like I don't owe any bells. Like all I did was just run around catching things and selling things constantly. So that I was just I had my house upgraded more than Brandon had after like being several days behind him because I I was like, where's the point in this? I, I guess I, I want to keep playing. I want to keep playing. Maybe I can. I was trying to like create a way to beat the game for myself by like yeah. continually paying it off. And then I was like, this isn't how the game is meant to be played. <laughs> no, like, it's, but it's again, that's, that's kind of how some people play it. I so my girlfriend, Haley, she got a Nintendo specifically to play this game. Um, not a huge gamer, plays mostly like stuff like Journey or Grease, like more like artsy kind of, you know, beautiful Wait, what is kind Greece? of oh dude. Uh it's on the Switch and it's on a bunch of other things. It's a 2D it, it's French for gray. So G B R I S. I might yeah. be saying it wrong then. Um no, but it's- uh it, it's it's it, Look it up. Uh, it, it is absolutely beautiful. Um, I bought it like day one. It came out on the Switch. Um, Platform adventure game by Spanish indie developer Nomadas oh, Geo. Yeah, it's Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but I think the I think the term though is is gray in, in French. I could be wrong. Um, but, uh, who knows? Uh, I'm just reading what it said at the top oh, of the okay. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's about like dealing with depression and it uses colors in such a beautiful way. Okay, so 
those are the kind of games that she typically plays. Um, and she liked Animal Crossing. She played it on the DS and she played it on her phone because they did pocket camp on the phone. Um, uh, see, that was my first experience with Animal Crossing and I yep. liked it for like a week because we were home for Thanksgiving and I didn't want to yep. talk to anybody. And then I got really annoyed with it. Yeah, I did not care. The game for the... was preposterously play to win or pay to win. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for the phone game because I have a very long history with the series. And so I thought they kind of took too much out to make it a mobile game um, that it kind of ruined the fun that I have in the game, which is, you know, um, built. I don't know. It just felt very stripped down. Um, so I kind of warned her, like when she bought her switch and everything, I was like, you're going to see a completely different side of me because you haven't been around when an animal crossing game has launched. Um, I will fall into this hard. Um, <laughs> so uh, she was like, yeah, no, I kind of figured that. Cause like Zelda, every Zelda game that comes out, I do the same thing. I cut everything out and that is all I do for like a month. Um, animal crossing is a different beast. Cause as time has gone on and we're a month in, and yeah, I've pretty much done, I've kind of hit a wall at this point. Um, I'll still play it like every day for like an hour or two hours a day. I'm mm -hmm. at that point now where I can just check in, check in my villagers, get all my resources, maybe do a little, you know, uh, creation and, you know, build some stuff uh, or terraform a little. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm good. And yeah, it yeah, I'm, I'm a, really happy like, that I'm creative at that point. maintenance game. Yeah. So that's that's why it works so well on the Nintendo DS uh, mm -hmm. was because you can travel with it and, you know, I'm on the bus and I can just check in with all my people and that's it. Um, and the way that makes it work on the Switch as well. I mean, we're all home, yeah, oh, but it totally. is mobile. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, I mostly yeah, like is... to play on the TV, but uh, I think so the, reason, Same. the reason why I like playing it on the TV is because I didn't care for the Animal Crossing that came out on the Wii, which was uh, City Folk. Um, didn't do it for me. So um, this is really kind of the first time in like 15 years that I'm, or really since on TV. 18 years since I've really played it on the TV and, and enjoyed it on a TV. So yeah. like I'm just totally like reveling in that. Like I just think it's so much fun. That was why I got so much more into Pokemon Sword and Shield than I had into a Pokemon game since, like, Gold. Yeah. Because I could play it on my TV, yeah, which is same. Like all I've wanted yeah, for same. 20 years. Yep. So it kind of... I still didn't. Brandon and I have a very fun... I'm one of the pe those people that really plays the Switch primarily as a handheld. I rarely uh -huh. play it on the television. Right. I well, Haley, do. Haley bought a Switch Lite because she's like, I'm never going to play this on my TV. And the Switch Lite like, didn't okay. exist when I bought mine. If it right. did, that's what I would have bought because I'm ne yeah. I never play it on the TV. Yeah, no, and I that totally was never an option for that. me. I, I yeah, I need the combination. Um, but uh, yeah, we so, yeah. bought ours. We bought mine back. Well, Brandon bought it for me back when Let's Go came out because he knew nice. otherwise he was never going to get to use his. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, See, I'm Pokemon trash specifically. Uh, okay. Uh, I I love Pokemon. I'm not great at beating pokemon games um mm -hmm. i would say pokemon, pokemon is the only game that i beat every time i play it red yellow and uh shields may be the only three pokemon games i've ever beaten nice yeah blue gold blue silver and 
Snap. Actually, well, I think it's the only ones I've ever beaten. Right. If, if we're going to talk spinoffs, I definitely beat Snap. And we could do a whole episode on Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap owns. We probably could. But yeah, no, I think I beat, I beat Yellow. I beat Omega Ruby. I beat Y. I beat Silver. I beat Silver again. <laughs> I beat Moon. I beat Shield. Oh. No, Sword. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I always... I played, yeah, really see, like, far. I haven't played every generation, but every generation I do play, I have beaten. Right. I always get really far, and then I just lose, like, patience. Yeah. And I'm just like, see, nah, I'm good. You're the opposite of, uh, see, I like something that has a goal that I can get mad at and kick its ass. So that's why I finished Pokemon, but I didn't get very far in Animal Crossing. I but totally what I do love... Yeah. <laughs> what I do love about Animal Crossing, especially right now, is that like even as we're on this call, I like glanced at Facebook and a friend had updated her album of her Animal Crossing Island. She just kind of like show off. Like and it's it's a really it's this really cool, I think, expression of creativity that people are really yes. embracing because you can make all these custom patterns and like once you get past that first week of things you kind of like have to do for your island, like skills you need to learn and things you need mm -hmm. to be able to do for your island to run functionally, you really do have the ability to kind of, obviously within the constraints of the game, but you can make things and customize them and like really make a space that feels like your own yes. in a way like that. I think that's what people really love is this ability to really like customize it and like super make it your own space and a representation of, of who you are and what your ideal space could be in, even while we're all, you know, trapped in our own apartments. And I, I oh, think that's really 100%. cool how people are just so embracing that. Yeah. It's been really cool to watch people. Brandon like, even uh, made custom music on his island. <laughs> no. Oh, that is, that is true. Yeah. My, my, I named my island Funky Town. Because I just had nothing uh, for a name, and then I found on YouTube someone had made uh, the Funky Town melody Perfect. on the like. Uh, once you get uh, the Island Services building, you can customize your town's theme song. So now, whenever I talk to anyone or walk into a building, in the Animal Crossing noise, it'll go. That's so good. Um. Yeah, and, um, so you can, and you can share them, too. You can, like, yes. share your designs, and it, there's this really cool collaborative community and around ostensibly not a super complex game. No, that's what I think is um, we're at the point where, one, the situation that we're all in right now, and two, the evolution of the series has been kind of, like, leading to this. Um, mm -hmm. We're at a point where it just kind of... It's, it's the perfect storm. Um, it hit at a time where everyone needs something to do, but also it finally hit when Nintendo is at a renaissance right now. Mm -hmm. They are completely in their zone. The The failure of the Wii U, um, which was supposed to be the successor to the Wii, and many people don't even realize that it was a separate system. Uh, Nintendo gun and Nintendo. Yeah, well, Nintendo got a Nintendo, but then they Nintendo really good afterwards. That is, that is um, true. Yeah, yeah they'll so, Nintendo. <laughs> they'll Nintendo. Right. So Nintendo went through, I think, maybe its darkest yeah, phase since the, the Virtual Wii U to Boy. Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, which was on the Wii U, which is insane, because I know people that didn't buy a Switch because they were like, oh, no, Breath of the Wild's on the Wii U. Why do I need a Switch? And I'm like, first of all, you have a Wii U. Um, yeah. 
So, and I say that as someone who owns a Wii U. We um, also have a Wii U, yeah, yeah somewhere. Right, yeah. I remember. Um, Haven't turned it on in four years, but we own it. It's there. You didn't know we still had it till I found it under the chair. It, I did not. It know. is unplugged and sitting underneath underneath my Wii. Yep. <laughs> so that, that's where that is right now. <laughs> I have all my Nintendos out. Um, so that is such a sad short story. Yeah. Uh, and the Wii, I think, is plugged in, which I think is even better. Uh, so, so Nintendo went through, I think, one of its roughest phases and its worst sales. Then we have the Switch and Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Splatoon and all of these games that essentially have been coming out of all of their uh, major franchises. Um, but what they're doing is they're taking their major franchises and they're putting forth the effort as if this is the last game they can possibly make. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has really invigorated Nintendo because these are maybe some of the best games that they've ever released. So like every time they've been coming out with something from a major franchise, it has been hitting on all cylinders minus Kirby superstar allies. So uh, (laughs) it has literally though been like, I think as a long time Nintendo fan growing up with the original Nintendo and the SNES, I am like in the zone right now and have been playing Nintendo more than I have in years. Um, oh yeah. So you know, I it, yeah. it I felt they got there in, but I felt like they were doing the exact opposite thing. Rather than feeling like this is the last one they'll, they'll ever get to make, it felt like they were just doing like, well, let's just start fresh. Let's let's make the freshest version. Let's make them. Let's make a. It felt like they were finally making modern versions of these series that have been running for yes. our entire lives. Yeah, and I think that like Breath of the Wild is a tremendously modern game, as is to a slightly lesser extent Odyssey. Yes. Oh, totally. One hundred. One hundred percent. And I think that that's why we're at a time where Animal Crossing has been around since two thousand one. Okay. Yeah, two thousand one. So it's nineteen years old now. Um, and it's a game that I think needed social media and unlike anything else, because I don't think anything else really needs social media, but this game definitely needed it because the community that grows around it is huge. There is a huge community around the, the DS version of New Leaf. New Leaf was huge huge and there was tons of online people i would play online with like five or six different people it was the first time i ever actually saw people on a nintendo system online wanting to actually play a game with someone else um and it was just so much fun um like just visiting each other's towns and seeing what other people were doing. You can make patterns in the new leaf game as well. You can design your songs in the new leaf game. And then everyone started uploading them online. So that was Nintendo. Like what? 2000. Jeez. New leaf came out in 2012. So yeah. Eight years ago, that game still had people playing it to like this past year. People were still playing the game to the point where in 2016, they did an update to a DS game (laughs) to add more functionality into it with the Welcome Amiibo stuff. And I remember when that came out and I was still playing that game. So from 2012 to 2016, I was playing it constantly 
And the fact that they still supported it and added more stuff, free stuff, four years later is insane. And I think that kind of shows they knew what they had. And um, the rumor was is that I guess they've been working on New Horizons since around 2016. So it totally makes sense that this is a game that's four years in the making. And they totally took everything that they've learned up until this point and put it all in the game. They also stripped a lot out. So as a long-term Animal Crossing person, there's a lot of stuff that's missing from the game right now. Um, We just got an update yesterday, because we're recording this on the 24th, of uh, Red, who is a fox. Um, And Red uh, will sell you artwork. And Red is notoriously sketchy and will try to sell you fakes. Um, and he's been in every, he's been in all the animal crossings. Um, and so it, it's so weird to think that like a a mainstay like him hasn't been in the game yet. Um, but they're slowly adding them. And this kind of goes back to what I said before, where I think they have this all built out, but they're just trying to slowly release it to, you know, break the pattern of cheating. Um, we're going to get so much more stuff in this game that I don't think people are realizing how much more is going to be in this game because they're like off the top of my head. I can name like five different characters that have not shown up yet that are major characters. My number one being Cap'n, who is like my all time favorite animal crossing guy. I have a stuffed animal of him. I have his amiibo. Like I love everything about Cap'n who's uh, also Japanese folklore of the capoeira. And uh, he usually would bring you to an island to go and like harvest stuff. Um, so his role right now is gone from the game because the two dodos pretty much do what Cap'n does. So I'm really oh, I love them. Oh, I love them, too. But I'm really intrigued to see what Cap'n's going to do because I know he's going to be in it. The fact that they brought in Red and um, for the most recent trailer, they showed a very, very quick glimpse of Rover, who's this purple cat or blue mm-hmm. cat. And Rover used to be your introduction to the game. Rover used to be oh. the guy that's like on the bus or on the train and be like, oh, who are you? Like, what's your name? Oh, really? What? What's your age? Like, what's your birthday? Like to, you know, start your game. Essentially. What's your social? Right. Exactly. And I gave him everything. Um, so. Rover hasn't been seen yet, but we don't know what his role is going to be in this game. So like, there's a ton of characters, like mainstays. There's that... a lot of lore that still hasn't been unlocked. Exactly. And I think that that's so cool because we're at the point now where we're a month in. They've given us an update that will take us through to June. And we still don't have like half these characters yet. Yeah. Well, I think this is the first time that Nintendo has really tried for the game as a service um uh, second time. model well oh, oh i guess mario maker nope. which what was the first one and i'll tell you and it'll totally make sense why splatoon oh, oh that's true yeah. splatoon yeah. is made by the same team that makes animal crossing that's true so splatoon was kind of them testing games as a service um because Splatoon was maybe the only successful thing outside of Mario Maker on the Wii U that mm-hmm. really built a crowd and built a community. And yeah. um, Splatoon 2 as well, to a lesser extent. Um, but every week 
doing like a, a splat fest and updating new items and stuff like that splatoon really kind of took advantage of that and the same team that does animal crossing does splatoon so it makes sense that they would kind of take that mentality and bring it forward into animal crossing as well um yeah. so i think they learned a that, that lot. makes a whole lot of sense um they're also kind of like the younger developers of nintendo even though this franchise ah. has been around for like 20 years um but oh god i can't think of her name um she started in New Leaf, uh, and she Annabelle? no 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 like an actual person. Uh, oh, yeah, Annabelle, one of the developers. One of the developers. Uh, she. Annabelle. Oh my god, you're killing me! Uh, first of all, are you talking Welcome about Isabel? Isabel, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Welcome <laughs> to my fucking life, dude. You don't but use the right name. There, there's you don't a developer names, so that he thinks he's so smart. There's a developer that. Uh, yeah, yeah, JJ Slider. She's now the. Uh, <laughs> I'm just ignoring. She's now like yeah. one of the co-developed, like co-heads of the game, and you can tell that she was the voice that kind of brought in during New Leaf of, "Hey, what if you're the mayor? What if you get to build stuff and get to, you know, change the layout of the town?" And I think these younger voices kind of coming in and explaining things like that kind of shook up the whole genre of what Animal Crossing is. Um, so I think. My jaw hit the floor when the final trailer for Animal Crossing came out of the Nintendo Direct for Animal Crossing, and they introduced terraforming, uh, like being able to change the the landscape and the cliffs and mm -hmm. the water and everything. You've never been able to do that in Animal Crossing before. Whatever the I didn't randomly generated, do that. I hadn't it, gotten that far. You got to get pretty far in the game to get to that. Yeah. So once that opened up and it was like maybe like three weeks once I was into the game and yeah. it opened up, my mind kind of broke because I didn't know what to do next. Like they wait till you're far enough in the game. So they're confident that you're not going to like destroy your island or anything like that. Yeah. But at the same time, sure. it's so much power. <laughs> and it's just so like it's not well mechanicized mechanicalized like it, it's not mm -hmm. the most intuitive way of doing things but the fact yeah. that you can do it is insane so like i've which could be honestly said about a lot of things in this game right so like where it's missing Capin or it's missing red or it's missing pitfalls or gyroids which are mainstays that have just been missing completely it's mm -hmm. got gyroid t jeerless it's got a ton of <laughs> It's got gotcha. a ton of new stuff. <laughs> um, oh, he got you. So the gyroids were like these weird little things in previous Animal Crossing games where um, they're based off of uh, these like clay dolls made in Japan that like capture spirits. Yeah. Um, and they used to be in all the games. There's only one gyroid in this game who's Lloyd, the gyroid, uh, who helps <laughs> build uh, bridges and inclines. Lloyd T. Learless. Yes. Uh, so Lloyd's in the game, but you can't collect gyroids like you used to be able to do in the original games. Um, hey, maybe it's still coming. Oh, it's definitely coming because there's <laughs> rumors that Brewster is coming and Brewster is a pigeon that uh, runs the cafe and Brewster loves gyroids. So if you 
if you're going to bring in Brewster, yeah. you got to bring in the thing that he loves the most. I saw a thing online where people were like, oh, my God, Brewster must still be coming because one my Islander said something yep. about yeah. how, like, Brewster was right. 17 cups of coffee is too much for one person. So, like, yeah. he must exist somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, like, and that's so, really cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Like that that history of these characters and everything and just being able to finally like see them for the first real time in HD. There was one other HD Animal Crossing game before this, but we don't mm-hmm. talk about that because that was Amiibo Festival. Um, and that's a really, really bad game. And I bought it for $5 just to get the Digby Amiibo. Um, the who so, Amiibo? Digby, that's Isabel's brother. <laughs> Uh, he used to work for uh, the HHA, um, <laughs> so uh, and he wears like a little red blazer. Um, but yeah, he's he's awesome. I have all the Animal Crossing amiibo. I don't have all oh, the yeah. cards though. I didn't collect the cards um, because even for me, you that collect was both much. in and out of the game. Right. Well, I own every. I think I'm only missing like six amiibo now at this point. Like in general. And aren't the ones you're missing, like, not exciting ones? No, there's, like, one Like or... the Wii Fit Trainer or oh, something? Oh, no, I have the Wii Fit Trainer. I had to get the Wii Fit Trainer. Um, I'm missing, like, random Fire Emblem guys here and there. Um, oh, yeah, there are thousands of those. Right, but that's about it. Uh, I've got pretty much everyone else, though. I bought yeah. them, and I, I refuse to pay more than retail price for them. So uh, I've only ever come across them in the wild or pre-ordered them. Um, so I'm at the point now where it, it's well over 150 or 160 amiibo or something. I call them my nice. little, I call them my little porcelain babies. <laughs> yeah, I got to, well, I got to go to the um, game room's office for mm-hmm. a meeting, and they have every single amiibo ever made, like including some of the test ones. Oh, nice! Uh, and they. Have like them all up in this hallway, and they're all on display. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I have mine. I have mine in a hutch. So <laughs> I have all the ours Luigi's. Are, ours are out, and then occasionally that small cat will uh, steal them and run away with them. Yeah, that's why mine she are. Picks them up with her. She picks them up with her mouth and just runs away with them, and then we find them no. on the other side of the other side of the room. And it's always big ones too. It's always like Link on Epona. Right. <laughs> um, and like I have the um the disney version of those oh yeah. i have like yep. an I iron fist those. yeah i have an iron fist and uh she likes to knock iron fist down but let's be real if anybody needs to get knocked down a peg it's danny rand so andrew final yeah go brandon final uh question for you okay wow we didn't of... even talk about anything else other than animal crossing but yeah okay That's fine. i know <laughs> we're gonna have to have you back on to talk stardew uh i will be I able talk to talk stardew. more stardew but mostly uh Huge Harvest Moon guy. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Which built into Stardew, and there's a whole mm-hmm. weird history about Harvest Moon that I would love to go into. Yeah. And so listen, weird, you... there's a whole weird history about Animal Crossing, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was originally an N64 game, and it was originally a dungeon system game. Like, you battled in dungeons. There's, there's tons of weird stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's like the our game listeners. that inspired Banjo Kazooie was like the most boring game possible. <laughs> And then it turned into the best game possible. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but like for listeners, though, if you're like me and you want something that's more of a, a puzzle and has more of a driving force, I would say check out Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. Um, but also check out Animal Crossing. I enjoyed it. Anim- I did not enjoy Animal Crossing. I'm just not 
my my attention span is not the kind that will lean into something that becomes largely entirely about like collection and creation. But I know so many people that have gotten so much out of it, um, especially right now during quarantine and like the community that's grown around it and the just the way that people are finding to express themselves through this game. It's almost like cute second life in a way. Uh, There's it's very good. A, an, an online friend of a friend. God, remember has... college second life. <laughs> oh God. An online friend of a friend uh, has started doing like the best way I can describe it is like installation art mm -hmm. in Animal Crossing. Uh, like she did that thing from outside of uh, the uh, L.A. County Museum of Art. That's all of the like lamp posts. Uh, lamp posts. Oh, nice. And she even did uh, Marina Abramovic's. Uh, Oh, fuck, I can't even remember what that, that thing is called, but where the the woman would just sit at a table and make eye contact with someone for a minute, and that was the art piece. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool she that created that, that in, in her <laughs> Animal Crossing. That's insane. And got written up by the Smithsonian you for it. You can make whatever wow. you want. You can make whatever you want in these games. And then that's, invite people the to your video. island. Yeah. That's, that's what I love. Like, I built, um, I caught four turtles, and I put them together. And then I, I saw made a, that. And then I made a green ooze pattern, and I put it on the ground, and they're all just <laughs> hanging out, sitting yeah, in some ooze. Yeah, I did ooze. see that of yours. Um, my goal right now is I have a basement, and uh, I have a really eerie, like, flooring and wall that I want to put out. And I want to put, like, six uh, double, uh, like, twin, like, not twin beds, but bunk beds mm -hmm. in the basement. And, like, a pitcher of Kool-Aid. And just put little <laughs> Nikes, put little Nikes, like little like shoes at the edge of each bed. And I really want to build like a really nice like Heaven's Gate. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so that's where so, I'm at. So, where <laughs> so my final my final question for you to wrap up uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be the year that we finally get Waluigi in Animal Crossing? Okay. Absolutely not. Do you think this is finally going to be the year that we get? You said Waluigi. Waluigi. In Animal Crossing. Okay. Mm. It's what people have been begging for for years. And by people, people, Brandon. People still uh, message Reggie every day asking for Waluigi in Animal Crossing. Right. Well, well um, I got a, got news for them. Reggie can't help you anymore. Yeah, no. Um, past Animal Crossings did always have classic Nintendo items in them, and this game is missing those at the moment. Um, so I'm going to answer your question with two words. May be. <laughs> wow. Andrew Falkenhainer, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, if people wanted to find more Andrew Falkenhainer content on the internet, how could they do that if you want them to be able to? Uh, yeah. So um, I'm, I don't have a huge online presence. Uh, I'm not crazy uh, about stuff. Um, Instagram is usually the best place to find me. Um, and all my Instagram posts get automatically linked to my Twitter. Um, both are major plot flaw, M-A-J-O-R-P-L-O-T-F-L-A-W. So major plot flaw. Um, so I'm on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm on there. Um, stay tuned. Because That's where I'm going to be posting. Animal yeah. Crossing Island there. A lot of Animal Crossing stuff. Uh, a lot of pictures of my cat. Uh, mostly good. pictures Very of cat. Yeah, Pickles the cat. So mostly pictures of my cat. Um, 
one other way that uh, you could also uh, get in touch with me is my switch code is 1099-2550-6035. So if you want to come yeah. visit my islands, there you go. And what is the what is the expiration date on that and the security code on the back? Okay, yeah, right. the expiration date is 0522 and... Security code on the back is seven one. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Oh, next beans. time I'll get you next time. But uh, yeah. So follow me there, and like I said, uh, gonna Go try to do Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Um, as as always, you can find me at Hell Yes Brandon on all the various corners of the internet, Insta, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud. I'm going to hopefully be tossing some more stuff up onto SoundCloud now to keep myself accountable. Um, my band Inkblot has a demo up on SoundCloud and on YouTube, and we've got about a half dozen uh, of our live sets on YouTube, which, not to toot our own horn, are pretty fun. Um, I think I think we have a pretty fun vibe as a live band. Um, I also have a track on Joey Cliff's Our 50 States Project, where he crowdsourced 48 albums of songs about different states to finish Sufjan Stevens's project from the early 2000s. Um, I produced a track on the Texas EP called Deep in the Fart of Texas, uh, with my buddy Will Morgan from the sketch team Detention. That is maybe the stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, I think that's it. Beth, what about you? Uh, you can find me all over the internet at, at bscores underscore at the end. There's a little underscore at the end after bscores. Uh, when I made that, I didn't know we were still doing this podcast and didn't realize how annoying it was going to be to explain that every time. Um, but somebody uh, who has a suspended account on Twitter already had the name without the underscore. So, you know, go fuck that guy. Anyway, you can follow the podcast by following uh, the uh, hashtag IntuitPod on Instagram. And you can follow us at IntuitPod on Twitter. Uh, thank you, as always, to Kaylin West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Starting over is a lot like giving up. Off the album, Falling is like flying. She's got a lot of great stuff coming out, and uh, you should go check her out as well. That's all I got, Brandon. You can you can play us out. Play us out, Scott. I don't know what that was. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Andrew, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. I, we will hopefully be back east at some point so we can see you in person again for the first time since our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, we got married? But, yeah. We did. Oh, oh so that was before you not he remember? and I got married. Oh, yeah. So that means yeah, we we got yours probably got married in like a shotgun during, ceremony in probably college. Probably on stage during an improv show by accident. You didn't even realize it. Yeah, well. Oh yeah, because everything that happens during an improv set is legally canon. binding. It's canon. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Well, so yeah, that makes sense. All, all that being said, podcast over. Oh,